Welcome to episode five of Cyberbytes, the podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Cooper, co-founder of Esperon Search. This week, I was fortunate enough to sit down with Paul Valente, CEO and co-founder of Visotrust. We talk about third-party cyber risk management and why it's so important to be controlled, his inspiration and shift from CISO to CEO, and we finish off with why it's so important to attract the right investors, and most importantly, his advice to anyone looking to start their own company. How are you, mate? Doing great. Doing great. How are you, Joseph? Good, good, good. Have you been up in uh, Santa Monica this week, or was that last week? Uh, that was last week. Got yes, it. indeed. At the Montgomery you... Summit. The Montgomery Summit. What? What? What's that? Yeah, that is a uh, VC conference. One of the, I think, probably one of the largest in in North America. And uh, we were invited to present there, um, and uh, it was a very, very exciting event for sure. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. Um, so, Paul, yeah, really keen to take it right back to where it all began for you, um, and taking that journey all the way to becoming a CEO. Where do you want to start? <laughs> should we go all the way back to, to uni or should we just, uh, yeah, we'll start where you think. Yeah. Yeah. So I really got my, you know, I, I got into technology at a, at a very young age, you know, kind of serendipitously started out working for uh, essentially computerizing my, my parents' family businesses. Um, and uh, obviously that moved into uh, you know, working with with uh, companies started out with small businesses, but got my first kind of enterprise job working for city government, and that's really where I got into uh, cybersecurity. Uh, that was back in goodness, I think uh, 1999. Yeah, um, and uh, it's been it's been all security since then. Got it. Got it. So, what was it? A, a, an engineer role to start breaking in, or what, what was the first gig you went it into? It was a network administration role. Yeah. Yeah. So I was um, administering lots of different systems. We had a very diverse set of systems, everything from data general, you know, Unix and mainframe systems to uh, to Windows, uh, NT and other related operating systems. And mm-hmm. uh, I also started working with firewalls, then Cisco firewalls um, and switching and networking. We had actually early uh, uh, let's see, metropolitan area network uh, equipment to work with there as well. I found particular interest working on things like police, stash, uh, police dis- and fire dispatch, and and um, and other sorts of um, systems that were required to be highly reliable and and highly confidential. Crime computers, etc. Nice. Uh, I actually put the first computers in uh, in police cars. Um, wow! For city government, uh, while I was there as well. Okay, nice. So going from like an infrastructure networks route to switching, right? Then what did, how did that evolve into, what did that go yeah, to? Yeah, so my focus went more and more into security, you know, while I was there. And I actually started uh, taking courses uh, nights and weekends uh, in college during that time while I was working full-time for city government during during normal business hours. And that actually transformed into uh, a teaching position. So I ended up teaching uh, university courses uh, also nights and weekends mm-hmm. while continuing to work. And those were focused on security. The, there, there was a huge shortage of, uh, of cybersecurity expertise. And uh, I'd had particular success in the program and was recruited to teach and, and, uh, and spent some time doing that before switching over to the private sector. Uh, I then spent quite a bit of time in financial services, yeah. also in technology companies. Uh, I've been the CISO at 
several organizations across retail, financial services, technology, et cetera, mm -hmm. uh, before uh, founding Viso Trust in 2020. Got it. Got it. So let's talk about the last CISO role. I think it's at ASAP. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, at ASAP. Yeah. Um, and uh, that they're out of New York, a very, very exciting company. Um, spent uh, spent a couple of years there as their first CISO. What does transformational first CISO mean? Because I, I pulled that from your LinkedIn. I'm keen to find out. Great question. And actually related to what we do today. So I spent decades on both sides of what we now call third-party cyber risk management. So companies, as you know, everybody knows, rely on other companies to do business, right? A typical company today relies on SaaS vendors, cloud infrastructure vendors, business process outsourcers, a variety of different types of firms to do business. And when you mm -hmm. share sensitive data or access, that brings risk, right? So companies uh, today have more data outside their organizations than within them, and that's a huge risk, right? So, so that being on both sides of that problem, you know, made me, you know, uh, gives me kind of a unique window into uh, essentially enterprise uh, security programs. And ASAP is an incredible AI company that um, is focused on automating customer experiences uh, through both augmented and artificial um, uh, call center uh, interactions, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, I was brought on there because they are a company that is focused on doing business with some of the largest companies in the world. Uh, mm -hmm. They're focused on uh, airlines and telecommunications and large financial services and and uh, and have been able to bring on customers like JetBlue and American Airlines and Dish Networks and an amazing set of customers that they're delivering incredible value to. But of course, to be able to do that, you need a top-notch security program. You also need to be able to detect misuse uh, and have uh, use AI for security. So I was brought on there to uh, to help them build their their budding uh, security program into an, a world class uh, program that was ready for uh, helping customers with sensitive data from the largest companies in the world. Wow! So you've gone from network engineer to like third party risk. So is the full gamut where That's did true. the inspiration come from to then go from being a CISO to starting your own business yeah yeah so so i've always been interested in not only controlling risk but really helping whatever organization i'm at success successfully fulfill their mission and succeed at their business initiatives and so i think it's as a CISO i found that part of my unique value prop was bringing that view of not only risk but opportunity to the organization and how we can how we can we leverage our knowledge on managing risk to optimize the opportunity and and as a CISO dealing with third party risk setting up teams that are responsible for vetting thousands of third parties um, I found it particularly difficult as did my co-founder time and again at companies we'd set up. Uh, processes that were lightweight questionnaire-based processes to assess third parties mm -hmm. that would turn out to be labor-intensive and slow. Uh, you know, they ended up, we ended up getting poor quality data. We ended up having huge gaps in our visibility uh, and we caused endless busy work for our teams. And internally we caused stakeholder delays, right? So it was, it was, uh, it was a, a major problem and very, very painful and, uh, and one that had far-reaching implications for the business. And, 
my co-founder and I really tried every product, you know, on the market, whether it was GRC tools, security ratings, or, or uh, risk exchanges, it was all too much work to run poor quality data and low vendor adoption. So huge gaps in visibility. And, and that experience is really what led us to build Vice of Trust. We, we identified that it could be a huge business advantage to yep. be able to not only control risk, but accelerate business to uh, to transform this process at scale. And that's really what we've focused on doing, given our uh, our experience with AI um, and, you know, in particular, working with that amazing team at uh, at ASAP, uh, you know, was very helpful for us in uh, in learning more and more about AI and what nice. we could do in this space. Nice. I read on your website that third-party risk management is one of the biggest cyber problems. Would you say, or how how is that? Why is it not ransomware? Or what what makes yeah. you conclude that? Talk to me. Yeah, because it's an attack surface issue, right? If your if your attack surface for where your data resides is primarily with third parties, then all those kind of um, type of risk vectors like you described i know i'm getting into kind of the weeds of security language here but but something like ransomware uh social engineering that leads to something like ransomware these are attack vectors and they they all apply to you know most of them apply to most organizations right but if you then multiply that by the number of organizations that you're doing business with your attack surface increases exponentially yeah. and so all of those threats um become uh really important and the 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 posture of your third parties from a security standpoint becomes critical at thwarting those threats yeah awesome i saw also that your part of your dna is secure data and securing your data not just of your customers but also of yourself how how have you gone about doing that and i saw a zero trust approach which obviously is a great buzzword seen a lot about it but how are you going about that yeah. So, you know, as a security company, obviously we take security very seriously. My, both my co-founder and I are, are uh, you know, veteran security professionals, as well as lots of our team, you know, are have, have had careers focused on security. And so, uh, you know, we understand our enterprise software, we understand the data that we're handling, and, it, and we started from square one, you know, building security uh, within from the start. Was- we're also a fully remote organization right we okay. were we, we were kind of born in 2020 and uh and that was that was the best route to take and so zero trust has been foundational for us as has uh cloud security implementation um in uh in our in our data centers which is we use aws mm-hmm. uh, as has uh the security of our code through our pipeline so we have automated security processes, you know, throughout the release cycle at every stage in development. And, and we focus on security from, you know, from human to, to keyboard, to code, uh, to release process, to production, to detection, to, uh, you know, to, uh, to response preparedness. So, so we're all about security through and through, and we've, uh, we've, we're excited that we received our SOC 2 type 2 and, yeah, and uh, we're not stopping there, right? We're always building more security. Great. So take me back to 2020 uh, when you thought the was it the idea came about then, or was it that you got your seed funding? When did sort of it all? Yeah. Uh, so we went full time first of the year 2020. Yeah. And uh, but prior to that, we've been working on this problem 
kind of nights and weekends for uh, yeah. for for a few years. So we've been building prototypes, filing patents, starting to to build models. Um, and more importantly, we've been interacting with the CISO community. So we interviewed over 3,000, uh, sorry, 300 um, CISOs. We led roundtables around the country um, and, uh, and really got a lot of feedback, got a deep understanding of the problem, you know, beyond just the experience that we'd had and, uh, and also built our, you know, our, uh, our knowledge and expertise around AI yeah. And uh, we went full-time first of the year 2020. And that's when we started fundraising nice. and, um, and release a production platform. Yeah. And uh, it's been a, been a wild ride since then, you know, lots of, uh, lots of great customers uh, grown the team significantly and really excited to be making a, a huge impact with our customers and giving them for the first time, complete visibility into their entire third-party populations and giving them the ability to take control of their third-party risk. Awesome. So your Series A now? We did our Series A uh, in uh, early last year. So around March, of, we announced in March of uh, last year. Great. You've obviously got a couple of angels and a couple of VCs. How does that selection process come about? Do you get to choose or do they choose you? How did you meet them? I don't know if it's a name drop, but there's some obviously some big CEOs of uh, the Mandiants and CrowdStrikes of this world. And yes. uh, some some heavy VCs like Sierra, Lightcore, Bain. Uh, who else? Yes, we've been very fortunate to to attract a uh, really a fantastic group um, of investors uh, that understand the opportunity and believe in our vision, mm. um, and are really delighted to be seeing um, you know how we're able to. Uh, accelerate businesses and and control risk on an on on really an unprecedented scale uh, for for modern companies today. Um, and I mean, from a, that kind of a, that um, what would you say that kind of advice founder advice standpoint? It's that's really the key. It's finding finding the investor community that understands your space um, and uh, and therefore you know, is going to be a, a really significant value add. And, and anyway, we're really delighted to be, have been able to bring on those great names and great brands. I'm real. I'm real. Great. So I've got one final question for you. What advice would you give to somebody that's looking to start their own security startup? Great question. Um, you know, it's certainly a challenge for sure, but I think that um, I think uh, you should do it. I mean, I think there is, there is a ton of opportunity in security. It's not a solved problem, right? It's um, technology changes very quickly, and the, the, in the future, we're only going to be more and more reliant on on uh, on uh, on technology and therefore cybersecurity. So that's the first thing, you know, do it. Um, the second thing is uh, is obviously to to learn as much as possible. Always be gathering information from other people. Leverage other people as much as possible. Incorporate their experiences, and and then the last thing I think goes back to that. Um, you know what I was saying in that in about the investors is really finding investors that 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 know your space. Um, security, obviously, enterprise technology is very large. A lot of uh, investors are focused on enterprise technology or enterprise SaaS, right? Within that, cybersecurity is a is a is a subset, and then within subs within, within cybersecurity, there's a 
you know, there's lots and lots of different, different components and you're going to need to get down to that component level really with, with your investor community, folks that really understand the specific problem that you're solving. And that can be hard. That can be hard to do. And, and um, you know, for us, it took, you know, it, it, we were lucky in some ways to be virtual in 2020 for our fundraising, but, um, but we did a ton of pitches and we met a ton of people before we found those amazing, uh, that amazing cast that, um, that you mentioned um, that, uh, that we're working with today. Awesome. Are you going to be at RSA or? Absolutely. So we'll be at RSA. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a booth. We've also uh, submitted for uh, various events. We also, uh, you know, we'll have be involved in, um, in dinners and, and meetups and things like that. So I certainly encourage anybody um, going to RSA um, that uh, that has, has found any of this relevant to to reach out, we'd love to love to get you in on any of our events or or, or set up time to meet. Awesome, Paul. All the best with Visa Trust and uh, stay safe. Thank you, Joseph. You too. <laughs>